0: Hello and welcome to In the Envelope, an awards interview podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. I'm here to spotlight some of the most exciting film, television, and theater awards contenders working today. Who is in the running? What makes an awards-worthy performance? And what, dear listeners, are the secrets to giving one? We're sitting down for intimate inspirational interviews with actors and artists to get that insider's perspective on these questions and more. It's an opportunity for some of today's most talented stars to share their craft and career advice, and maybe, just maybe, provide a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope.
1: When you say dream big, it sounds like it's going to be a bubble or a cloud. <laughs> yes. Right? And therefore easy. Yeah, it yeah. sound it's like it's going to pull you up the hill. Yeah. Which to a certain extent it does, mm. but mm-hmm. there's a lot of work in having a big life and having dreams. That's how it's good.
2: Hello. Hello. There we are.
0: Sometimes we don't need to pretend we're in the same room. We can we can include that
2: bit where I was like, you're a disembodied voice. That's fun.
0: Yeah. Maybe sometimes we're in the same room and maybe sometimes we're not. Yeah. That's also been true of our guests.
2: Yeah. When was the last time we did a remote one?
0: It was quite a while ago. It was uh... No. In fact, it might be fun to because there are two. We should give listeners a clue. There are two mm. guests on this podcast where it sounds like we're in the same room, but we're not. Mm. We're on opposite coasts. And then, of course, we had people on the phone. And, in fact, Julie Louis-Dreyfus sounded like she was calling from the bottom of a submarine, <laughs> as we said.
2: Yeah, going through a tunnel at the same time yeah. somehow. A loud, yeah. yeah,
0: tunnel. However, we are talking to another <gasps> leading actress in a comedy Emmy nominee yeah. today.
2: <gasps> Very exciting. Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, I love her. She's so nice. I do, too. Jamie. I can tell, actually. <sighs> can you tell? Could yeah. Tracy tell? i think think there was a bit of a love fest happening between the both of you oh good it was mutual good i think so i think so
0: um i really am quite obsessed with her i also fun fact i've been trying to get her on this podcast for since the moment it was born (laughs) truly (laughs) um and talking to her really was the easiest thing in the world she's she's remarkable because she's exactly how i picture her in person and 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 think of her in person i we kind of all know these celebrities from their social media. She's very active on her Instagram, and yeah. I know her from the speeches she's given and the talks she's hosted award shows. Um, and I know her persona in addition to knowing Bo Johnson, who's the the character she plays on ABC's Blackish, which is yeah. one of my favorite shows.
2: And she's had an extraordinary life. I yes. mean, we should probably mention that in case <laughs> totally. people are unaware.
0: <laughs> totally. It didn't even really come up in the interview, but her mom is Diana Ross, who people may have heard of. And she, uh, yeah, so that kind of, just right there, that gives her an extraordinary life. She's lived all over the world, which I didn't even really realize. L.A. is largely home, but she's lived in New York and in Switzerland. Yeah. And um, she was always the goofy performer of of the kids, and it's resulted in... Now blackish, but first she kind of burst onto the scene with um, Girlfriends, which was this big show that... We talked a lot about representation in media. We talked a lot about black women on TV. And beards. Did we talk about beards?
2: Did she talk about wanting to grow a beard?
0: Oh my God, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Oh my God, this interview is so funny. It's a
2: hilarious interview. Sorry to to interrupt your earnest statement about representation with beards. That's so
0: funny that I... That's such a bizarre. We went off on some tangents, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and a fun, all, it's a all good tangents and the i don't I don't know exactly where we're going to start this interview, but we our conversation very much started with um me telling her that i I had brought my most intimate personal journal to the interview mm. with me, not on purpose, just I didn't I needed a piece of paper. It was pretty much how that went down in some ways, it was just everything I dreamed of and more. and other otherwise, it was exactly what I expected, I think.
2: And then, so she's a journaler as well, so you bonded on that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's really into words and, like, uh, language and how to use the right language. And I think she's a bit of a poet, and that was cool to see. And that makes her an ideal interview, too, just in terms of, like, she was very able to articulate her process of creating Bo and of acting in general. Like, I was surprised that she was like, this is how I do things. This is how I tend to work. These are my instincts, you know.
2: Yeah. And she was poetic with her everyday speech as well. It was very Mm. deliberate. And she talked about that, how, how much she values articulating herself accurately, you know,
0: totally in her words in her clothes in her acting in her advocacy. It's all connected. What I just love about her. And I I don't even know, I like the reason I, I worship, I guess, worship her. (laughs) I hope she didn't think that I, like, fawned over her too much. But I just, I think I consider her, and I think she considers herself to be someone whose mission is to express herself, her truest self. Every minute of every day, however possible that is. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Mm. And it should be all of our mission to an extent, to those of us who can make that our mission, you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes her an ideal podcast
2: host. She should be. Well. We even said so. Maybe that's down the pike.
0: Yeah. I would love to host a podcast with her. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Just putting that out there. Throwing it
0: out there, Tracy. (laughs) I'm also definitely going to write her a thank you note, which was another kind of piece of career-y, life of an artist type of advice, was be grateful, but also like the act of writing a thank you note is a a big and simple step.
2: Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah.
0: All right, well, shall we get to it? Let's get to it. The first of our... 2018 Emmy-nominated interviews of the season. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Backstage, the world's number one casting platform. Listen, a lot of the guests on In the Envelope, an awards podcast, used Backstage at the beginning of their careers. It's how they are now in the running for Emmy, for Oscar, for Tony, etc. If you are at the beginning of your career as an artist, here's what you do, you go to backstage.com slash subscribe and enter the code envelope at checkout for a free 30 day trial. That's right, free 30 day trial if you go to backstage.com slash subscribe and enter the code envelope. All you gotta do then is make a profile, upload a headshot and start applying to jobs to the thousands of casting notices that are uploaded every day, which you can filter online to match your specific talents, your specific needs, your specific looks. Get that dream started today. Check out that free 30-day trial, backstage.com slash subscribe, enter the code envelope, let's do it. Tracy Ellis Ross has been nominated for the primetime Emmy for Leading Actress in a Comedy Three Years Running for her role as Rainbow Bo Johnson on ABC's Blackish, Kenya Barris's hilarious and groundbreaking family sitcom. Known also on TV for the comedy Girlfriends and on carpets around the world for her fashion bona fides and on various platforms, as a speaker and advocate for representation and equality, Tracy is an ideal person to talk to about what it's like to be an actress working in Hollywood today. Here it is, our interview with the fabulous Tracy Ellis Ross. So interesting, I... Do journal.
1: I do journal. <laughs> okay. and that's what made me say it was interesting. I journal <laughs> and I write things down. Yes. This is Beautiful. not... The journal is much bigger than this. Yeah. It's like a little bit bigger and I like...
0: Um, How often do you do it? it?
1: Depends. Yeah. Not as much as I used to, but that's why what I'm about to say. So you'll notice that I... There's certain journal type things oh, that geez. go at the front of all of my like work notebooks.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um like ponder wander and be. Yes. Um it's a poem. Feelings are expressions of my vitality.
0: Uh-huh. Deep ease the more awake we become, the more we get involved. Um the whole point of this podcast, not the whole point of this podcast, but one of my missions on this podcast is to get artists to open up about like their inner Thank you. processes That's like their artistic philosophies and yeah. their, like how they create their art and like you're this? literally just reading from your work journals right off the bat. And, like, yeah, it's
1: so funny. I mean, I, providing I, that beautiful window. I have my proper journal, but I you, I can't help anywhere that I write things down. My phone is also filled with, mm-hmm. and I have and I have a little um, system in here that is so helpful because I go back. I always remember. Let's just wait. and Do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm including all of this. Okay. Good. We are,
0: thank you. we are we have been recording, right? Yes.
1: I'm sure. He he said yes. I think he's put a thumb's up. <laughs> okay. Um but anyway. Um I have like a little system in my work journal that I don't have in my journaling journal. Yes. Um cuz I love writing things down where um on the upper right-hand corner in bold like all caps and underlined, I write what it is I'm taking notes about. So uh-huh. because I um I always remember where what the page looks like like i remember the notes i took when i watched barack obama do his keynote speech Uh at the democratic convention
0: oh cool i remember
1: like so there's like things like that but and i always keep the notes so now i I always i have like a system so that i can go back because i use the same notebook all the time same Uh kind Uh so i can go back and find it with an easy flip
0: okay like okay
1: that that's a wendy note okay great i can go back and find that um yeah yeah
0: I, I do like that about journaling where like when you go back and read an old entry, you're not only like, "Oh right, that happened or like i I recorded the events or yeah. I recorded my you're also remembering how you felt when you were writing. That's
1: it. my favorite part. Is't that crazy? Yeah, I think it's amazing. I actually have journals from high school that blow my yeah. mind. Oh, yeah blow my mind especially because sometimes I'm like oh my god am I still freaking dealing with that am I still like that like is that still a battle in my head wow right which which by the way is uh plays right into what I said the hope is not for me to become someone else but to become more myself to make space for to know to accept all of me the way I get needy the way I love what I need when I'm hurting and how to find
0: gentle compassion yes I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Yeah, I that's think we all have. Really, yeah. been on the brain a lot. Anyway, so yes. I just, we we were starting before we started. we were starting. I, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Tracy L. Ross Hi. I'm here with you in my very personal journal that's full of. Intimate Secrets. Yes, which there's nothing I
1: love more than the intimacy <laughs> you see. Let's just read each other's things. Um, <laughs> what an interesting podcast that would be. <laughs> yeah, Bring totally. your journal. Pick a journal, any journal. Bring <laughs> your journal and we're going to read to each other. You you should have a podcast, first of all. One day, you maybe. You have many different My, like,
0: mediums where you express yeah. yourself. I would love to would have a podcast. One. I
1: would love to have a talk show. But a podcast I love because there's such a, there's a freedom to it. Um, And like a a space for like real conversation as opposed to sort of that interview thing where you get like a minute, 30 seconds here and there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's promotion involved. Well, which brings me to plugging Backstage. You know Backstage. Of course I know Backstage. Yeah. You know Backstage. And this is our podcast. And we, as you know about Backstage, we are not interested in asking the stupid questions. Yeah. who are you dating? What are you wearing type questions? <laughs> <laughs> because we're here, we're only about the business and the craft of acting. Yeah. And and we're for working art actors, but we're largely for working artists in general. And mm. that's why I wanna dig inside your brain and Let's go do it. spelunking and I know it's so interesting because that's one of the things that's so fun about Backstage is
1: that it is also other artists, other actors, um, other Mm -hmm. working people in this um, industry who Mm -hmm. read. And for a lot of people, I know it's like such an eye roll when artists speak sometimes about the process. It's a little bit like, I'm sorry, when? Uh. Um, But when... I hear other artists share their process right. their their experiences sort of how they navigate through um, work environments the non-work environment mm-hmm. like and their own minds honestly yeah um, I find it so inspiring and and often um, gives me language I need but didn't have before mm-hmm. you know that I'm sort of searching for how how to totally. how to language things yeah yeah Which is always a struggle for me I find a struggle that I it's not a struggle it's it's a a journey I like because I love having um language that can express the vastness of my heart and my emotions because sometimes I yes. feel like it's impossible
0: this is why I always writing stuff down mm-hmm. you gotta express I it. do
1: and also I've noticed uh, as I said so at the start of my it's my work notebook you mm-hmm. know where I keep notes and whatever but I put things down and ponder, wander, and be. Mm. And I wrote that down, actually, when I was working on my TED Talk, um, Mm -hmm. because I realized that whenever I'm working on a speech, I am um, actively allowing myself to wander, ponder, and be, because that's how um, Mm. these new ideas start forming. Um, And when I'm not working Mm. on a speech, I am not as diligent about allowing space for wandering, pondering, and being. Gotcha. Um, Yeah and for example instagram sucks up all your wander ponder time oh
0: okay because you do it this which that. happens a yeah. lot on set
1: you know cuz we only have there's like minute, like teeny little windows of time sure. when my mm. brain and my being is not needed so swiping through instagram is kind of a fun easy way to do it i find it hard to read because i can never retain enough and then i so i'll always have to go back to the book and flip back pages and
0: you need something fleeting almost yeah Yeah. so um
1: but it's so funny because why wouldn't it be okay for me to just sit in a chair
0: and And just be there yeah well and and does wander ponder be applied to specifically the craft of acting to working a scene or to creating a character
1: no no not for me
0: oh okay Mm-mm.
1: I mean maybe if it's a new character but you know uh-huh. the majority of my career has been two characters <laughs> with a with a two and a half like um uh what was my character's name on that BET show that's so oh, weird oh I don't know I don't either I don't know that's bizarre anyway two and a half interesting yeah two and a half but like Joan and Beau, yeah. um, and it becomes a different mm. kind of process than requiring a wander, ponder, be. But my yeah. directing experience required a yes. lot of wandering and pondering. I can't wait to ask you about that. Especially Actually, because that felt, there were certain parts of that that felt um, like a real stretch for me. Um, a lot of it wasn't, but some of oh, it. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. You really got to challenge yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Freaking lutely. Well, yeah. talk to me about it. I mean, you, you, you agreed to be a director for these blackish episodes and it happened to be for the very serious episodes
1: i agree <laughs> well listen i had wanted to be to direct certainly um on blackish i directed on girlfriends mm-hmm. um and i do a lot of my own sort of creative Absolutely. work directing the character work that i do i direct all that material and i mm-hmm. edit that and all that and i love being in the editing room by the way it's one of my favorite things cool. in the world um and then I guess a, a slot opened up mm. that was unexpected, um, and I, I, will, I will be completely honest when Kenya asked me, as much as everything in me wanted to say yes, everything in me also wanted to say no, because it was that point in the season, mm-hmm. when there is not a stitch of <laughs> overflow. Oh, okay. I, we are burnt. I it's mean, literally late in the, the season. Yeah, the yeah. only way I can describe it is that I feel literally flat. Really? Like, there's, there's like, nothing in there. There's no juice in the nothing. <laughs> and so I was, like... You know, and at that point in the season that's when people start getting sick and all yeah. of that. So mm. it's literally like that. When you do 24 episodes, it's insane. It's, it's network TV, insane.
0: it's insane. Oof.
1: Um, Anthony, so,
0: actually, Anthony was uh, describing that, the process yeah, it's, it's months and months of...
1: It's months and months. Yeah. And we get up at four in the morning, and, you know, I mean, it's yeah. it's just a lot. And it's not bad. It's just, it is what it is. So by the end, you're exhausted. So when Kenya asked me, I was like, yes, but <laughs> let me sleep on this, because I mm-hmm. really... Let me sleep. L- let me, let me... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. But let me sleep on this. And of course, I came back with a yes, because I'm not a gal that says no to things that I want, even if it's a challenge. Yes. Um, even if and, the challenge is, is
0: really just a, a strenuous, like a physical.
1: Yeah. Even, you know, but I do like to take care of myself. I mean, it can't, you can't, yeah. all your dreams can't come true if you're laying out on a bed because you're broken. Yes. yes. Um. So... <laughs> Um, but it was a gonna bit of I'm going to get that h- stitched on a
0: pillow. <laughs>
1: if you're broken, you can't, your dreams can't come true if you you're broken. Can't you. yep. They can't. No. 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 So, um, and you know, people don't talk about um, this is my favorite one. People say dream big, but they don't tell you you're going to be the one pulling it up the hill.
0: Uh. Oh, I love that. <laughs>
1: that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I came up with. Mm. Yeah, which is wonderful. It's part of the reward, it's part of the payoff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's you.
0: It's almost like dream big implies that there might not be that it'll come to you rather than you have to. Go when the
1: to it. when you say dream big, it sounds like it's going to be a bubble or a cloud. <laughs> yes, right,
0: and therefore easy.
1: Yeah, it yeah. sounds. It's like it's going to pull you up the hill. Yeah, which to a certain extent it does, mm, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of work in. Having a big life and having dreams—that's how it's good. Yes, you know that's how you make it this thing. Totally. So the directing was a bit of a Herculean task because I was tired, but also because I was very heavy in the episode, and it Ugh. was the kind of episode we had never done before.
0: <laughs> never, <laughs> no. <laughs> and as a viewer, uh, I will tell you—I'm yeah. sure people have told you this—but mm-hmm. it was a really a roller coaster. It was really heartbreaking. It was really. I hard think it to was watch. very
1: hard for people.
0: Yeah, hard to watch in a way that—that's what like, was expressed to me. Obviously, going to keep watching, but like, yeah. I was just so shocked and so impressed by yeah. this decision to go in this really bold new territory.
1: Mm, I agree. I thought it was very brave on the writer's part. And um, yeah. and I'm not going to lie that it was. I was a little trepidatious about it, yeah. especially because they said it was going to go on for
0: three, and then next thing we knew it was for four. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then there's a big twist in season finale, mm-hmm. which I don't know if we want to do the spoiler alert thing, but... People should have seen it by now. It's quite no? a. I hope so. I was wow. just talking to my parents, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we have six episodes of Blackish to go." I'm like, "Okay,
1: cool." So that good. being said, we could talk about it, but we would just tell people this is the Spoiler moment for book. you to, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. cover your but, ears. I mean, it's just it was just a wild direction to go in, and yeah, it's, it uh, it's it's extraordinary that you. Mm directed in that in those moments
1: yeah it was it felt wonderful i loved it cool yeah
0: and i'm always i always love asking um actor directors mm. especially when you're directing yourself mm. how that works and how you well, wear the different hats
1: i mean mostly you know i'm i first of all uh, am an actor who doesn't mind watching herself so mm-hmm. it doesn't make me overly self-conscious or like worried about my eyebrows or mm-hmm. like oh i have my face or something mm-hmm. i actually have always liked watching my work especially because it's been very informative for me in terms of how things are edited and how yes. I might want to change or, um, uh, sort of expand how I am performing in those scenes yeah. to better suit what we're going for. Cool. Um, you know, like the tone of a
0: show or yeah. whatever. I Especially mean, for TV when, you're, yeah,
1: there's, yeah. we have a real rhythm yeah. and it's very helpful for me. Like it took a minute on blackish to really find my rhythm huh. without an audience Okay. Which was a big yeah. shift for me from Girlfriends. Yeah. Um, also, wow. our comedy um, has a very particular tone because it seems as if it is extremely broad, but it is extremely mm. grounded. Mm. So it's not... Gotcha. The, it, there's like a real thing happening in both directions, sort uh-huh. of grounded still point kind of thing. Like you're um, cool. very anchored, very real, yeah. and yet
0: very big it comes off big yeah it, mm-hmm. it can yeah. The comedic
1: moments are <laughs> not small on our no, show it's silly yeah, yeah it's really silly yeah. so but they're anchored in reality oh yeah
0: so um that's why anyway. you can pull off these these really ambitious episodes
1: yeah but... I think I think it's one of the things that Kenya really did a beautiful job of is finding that um very specific tone for our show and yeah. making sure I mean there were moments in the first couple of seasons I remember um kenya wasn't on the floor or anything but he watches in his office sometimes and he would like come bolting down out of the office like this nope this is not the right tone interesting (laughs) not what we were expecting that's cool not what we planned and then he would give a note and you're like oh Oh, now this scene makes sense cool like it was sort of like what is this um and yeah it's sort of like you need like a little shift Mm -hmm. yeah so wait you had asked a question that but uh, right after the spoiler alert thing that we never did. But you asked something that I was starting to answer and then I sidetracked myself. Directing yourself? About directing myself. Yeah. The different hats? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't mind watching myself, which is helpful when you're directing yourself. Yes. Um, And I am also critical of myself, but not of my physical appearance. I'm critical of my performance. That is... Uh, rare. Yeah. It is rare. I, I really, I mean, I am very critical of my physical appearance, don't get me wrong, but get. I also kind of don't care. Like, I care, okay. and it traumatizes me, but I also don't care. Like, I'm like, and at the end of the day, who cares? It's your. I mean, it's like, what can I do about it? It's my face. I don't know. It's your face. It's like yeah. my face, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what am I going to do? Um, like, what am I going to try and teach myself to use it differently? Like, right. you but know what I mean? It just, it's, more, it's my face. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you do playback. We did playback, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. meant that everything took a little bit longer, which is a little bit frustrating. Gotcha. Honestly, even for me. Yeah. Because yeah. you just want to kind of keep going. Right. Um, These are long days. Mm-hmm. They're them. long days and yeah. it gets extended and is even longer when you're directing and having to do playback to see yourself. Yeah. But um, hmm. I think especially for Anthony and I, there's such a sense of knowing when you can feel it when it works Mm. um what Mm. i was really interested by is it is so different i can feel my own performance and other people's performance when they work that was not disputed Mm -hmm. the issue was which is why the playback was so important is but did we catch it on camera so that we will have it in the editing room Oh, cool okay and i did make a couple of there was one, my most challenging scene, because there were 12 actors in the scene and 35 extras or background. Oh, and I, that was very challenging for me. The opening scene, the part, the birthday party. Oh, right. I found mm. my brain was like... Like, I really called on our DP and our um, mm. main camera person to kind of help me, like, yeah. how, how to navigate that. Like, it's a dance. I mean, mm. I, I really was... Yeah, my, it was it was not easy for my brain. The continuity
0: stuff, the all of that. It
1: wasn't necessarily the continuity. It was how to keep the flow across that huge room. Uh. How how would the cameras continue to tell the story seamlessly, um, without mm. missing a beat in pretty much like four scenes happening at the same time mm. you know and right. and how do you keep the comedy bouncing like it was just there were a lot of pieces for me yeah wow. and then my own performance <laughs> all right so what Which I can't be an afterthought no so yeah. what I noticed in the editing room is that there were moments then that I did get the performance I wanted from myself but uh-huh. it wasn't on camera <laughs> it was when it was when it was like Anthony's coverage or something okay. do you know what I mean yep so there were some that was the one thing that i was like uh, but i know i I kept saying in the editing room i was like but i know i did it i was
0: there and it really worked yeah i was like yeah. no but I,
1: there was something i had said like i had like i'm like i know i did it i know i did that or whatever it was uh-huh. but we couldn't find it and and then i was like oh wait hold it's on there. i can hear me do it in anthony's coverage that's when it was it was when the camera was on oh, anthony no. you can see my nose do it but you can't see my face do it yeah
0: your reaction shots on this show are, are stupid. I feel like stupendous. you could literally take all my lines away from
1: me. and <laughs> I'm serious. You would
0: tell a story. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would watch a supercut of every single...
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean the...
0: Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> 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 like,
1: you literally could... Totally. Yeah.
0: It's like... You use your eyes wonderfully in these moments. Can you
1: imagine if I got Botox? What would happen...
0: Yeah, because my face does so much. It's actually, a question I've always had is the, How does the Hollywood trend of Botox, like, jibe with wanting to well, <laughs> express yourself on ruin, camera? Well,
1: <laughs> I think it would ruin me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna have to keep getting my sleep, guys, and not drinking yeah. alcohol when I'm on camera. Yeah. Oh. Oh.
0: Oh my God. That's a good
1: tip. It, it makes the wrinkles deeper. Really? Yeah. Oh,
0: see, and you're looking at yourself in camera all the time. I told you you I was very critical. Right. Yeah. For me, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to notice those things. I wish if I could grow a beard, you probably wouldn't see some of it.
1: Uh (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because it's really this one. A beard is a
0: man's contour.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I, I mean, I. Careful what you wish for. I'm not going to say yeah, maybe I, wanna, you'll get one now, I yeah. want a beard. But, I mean, those are the spots right there that, like, if I could just, like, on those days when I just really wanted to have a glass of wine before work, maybe I could just have a little growth.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah, little five just o'clock a shadow. Just yeah. a bit, yeah. Five o'clock a.m. shadow. Yeah. yeah and then, uh, and then I
1: would look like, I don't know, groovy. like I had, like, groovy with some depth. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to, she looks tired. Mm. <laughs> 'Cause it it's
0: gonna happen.
1: It's gonna that thought is gonna cross your own head. Listen, right? I mean Kenya laughs at me so much because the <laughs> amount I'm so big at saying my age. I say it all the time. Like, But uh-huh. I've always done it. I'm uh-huh. 45, but uh-huh. like when I was 41, I would do it. When I was 42, like I'm, I'm always like, yeah, but for 45, you know, I do it all the time. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm 45, you know. Totally. Mm-hmm. And you're a, an actress in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, you got to take care of this stuff. Yes. And I'm a woman in the world. I mean, we know how the world feels about that. We really need to change it. It's so stupid because yeah. I feel better than I've ever felt. I think I'm better looking than I ever was. Oh, sure. I'm like this. Oh my gosh. I my I feel so much better yeah. I do I just I don't know why people are so down on the whole totally 40s thing
0: and I, I almost <laughs> and it's a little off topic but I almost want to ask about how modeling and fashion is part of you as part of you and mm. how it empowers you it seems to really very
1: much so it's a passion I, well not modeling but yeah, yeah. Um, style but working and, with and clothing yeah. and fashion is a huge one of the big ways that I express myself creatively yeah cool um, and also the way I um, armor myself. Ooh! yeah, it's one of my armors protect yourself. Mm -hmm. But from what just it's it it allows me um, to present my insides on the outsides without and then there's not a question like I I have a clear Mm. defined sense of what it is I'm looking to put forward on any given Mm -hmm. day. And that's the way I dress
0: is it. Is it uh, vulnerability as power? Is it vulnerability as... Sometimes it's vulnerability. Sometimes I just don't want you anywhere near me. Okay. Sometimes... You just wear um, giant spikes.
1: Sure. I mean, of sorts, yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, armor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's wanting to sort of live in my sensuality and sexuality more. Sometimes it's uh-huh. that I do feel more vulnerable
0: um, and yeah. sort of more delicate. Um, it kind of depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
1: does. It changes all the time. Yeah.
0: Is that true for like costuming too? Like in the, yeah. on the acting angle, like this yeah. costume makes me feel a certain way or Bo is feeling a certain way or. Yeah.
1: And, and also having a certain kind of freedom, you know, in certain scenes, I know that I'm going to want to be physical.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. and
1: I don't want to wear something that's going to inhibit me.
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I know that I'm going to do a lot of walking. I don't want to be in heels. I mean, Bo doesn't really wear heels, but um, which is lovely, by the way. Yes, because Joan Carol Clayton did. Yes, I was also younger then. Now, Uh I mean, I'm like
0: seriously, mother of five. Who's a doctor? She's not going. She's not wearing heels all the the time.
1: Um, But she does like to look great. Oh yeah, yeah. She likes to look great. And Michelle Cole is wonderful. We have that's. She's texting me because we've started our process. For season five? We've started our process. So I went in and I I usually go in um, a couple weeks early and I clean out my closet. Oh, okay. The same way you would at home. Uh Take out everything that's not feeling like the newly evolved bow. Mm -hmm. Um, Gotcha. We did like
0: a big sweep through. That's interesting. You do that almost in character.
1: Yeah, I do. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, We they make up uh, boards, and we decide if it matches with what I'm feeling and what they're feeling, and then uh, I go through, we get rid of stuff. I mean, I tell you, I don't even want to Bo does not want to see another peasant top. The first two seasons, like, that's uh-huh. all she wanted to wear. Um, <laughs> okay. But na- this year, I was like, oh, my God, I get rid of that. Um, <laughs> Her style evolves like anyone else. Yeah. yeah. And so we... Also, she just had a baby, and yeah. so she is... Um, we sort of consciously are wanting uh, her body to feel um, present mm. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. But anyway, so then she goes shopping and then I'm going in tomorrow morning for an edit of the shop and then she'll do another shop and cool. I'll do another edit of the shop and then I'll actually go in
0: for a fitting. And you do this every season. Yeah. It's down to a system. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. And it really yeah. does help with the actual character.
1: It's great. I mean, you know, I don't think Anthony does fittings. He does fittings, but they yeah. kind of do his looks for him. Uh-huh. But it's really it's a huge part of my process and has been since mm-hmm. Girlfriends. Yeah. Um, that uh, each scene cool. is sort of mapped out. um in
0: in my wardrobe and hair, cool. Uh, yeah. The hair is like a big. Sure, the hair. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of see that,
1: especially because you know our our uh, show. We often do numerous amounts of scenes. They're like pop scenes. Oh, uh huh. Um, uh, telling stories like they're just comedic pops is yes. what we call them. Yeah. Um, but there's often numerous. Like sometimes there's like you know twenty scenes. Of course. Um, etc. So, I mean, I think we had one episode that was a hundred scenes. Uh-huh. Um. And as a result, if they're back to back with a quick pop in order to be sure that the audience gets that it's a different day, you need new hair, new hair, (laughs) new earrings, new lip. You can't just do a different shirt. Wow. So it's a lot of I'm it's I am in and out of my trailer, their trailer, my trailer, their trailer. It's like a constant.
0: um, Yeah. That's makeup and, and costuming as storytelling, which I always find yeah. really fascinating. Less
1: makeup. I mean, I really don't wear any makeup. We just changed uh-huh.
0: my lipstick color. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm so low maintenance on the makeup front. That's cool. Can't deal with it. Those, it takes too long. Those little reaction shots and you're, I mean, I guess this is a question just in general with mm. line delivery in general. When you're on a TV show for four seasons, mm. how do you, do you consciously set out to be like, I want this reaction shot to something silly that Dre said to be different from the last one? Like, how do you in, how do you reinvent how do you stay inventive
1: i don't attempt to stay inventive okay. i just attempt to stay honest uh-huh so yeah i'm, a, has to I'm be, like a, organic yeah yeah i'm a very organic so is anthony very organic mm-hmm. actor um mm-hmm. we both we seemingly externally we have very different processes but um in in the experience of being in a scene we're very similar okay um we just like to play yeah you know, we just like sort of bat it back and forth. Jennifer um, has a way she likes to say lines, so uh-huh. she prefers. She doesn't really want to interact with you. At oh, all. interesting! Really? <laughs> Swear to God, she's happy you're yeah. not there. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's the funniest thing,
0: but it's brilliant. Your scenes with her—it's amazing—are the best scenes on the show. Truly. She
1: is. She. I mean, and by the way, she and I have completely different processes. It's sounds process-es, like it. That's what that, you heard. Oh, I mean, I literally, it all comes out of the the dance, the ping pong. Mm. Like, mm. It, a different reaction comes every time. Cool. Like, you know, if they want the same thing, I can do that. But, yeah. I you know, like sometimes we've done the master and, and I did something in the master. And they're like, can you try and redo that? And I'm always like, yeah, I can try. I can try. You yeah. know, and I can. Um, but it's mm. the magic of something comes out of the gotcha. response to it. Because that's true for comedy. It does have to be...
0: You can't necessarily I don't recreate. know if that's true,
1: though, because Jennifer right. works in a different way. And, I mean, she makes me cry with oh. laughter.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes I, she makes me cry with, like, tragedy, too.
1: Agreed. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, she, like, it's it's unbearable how funny she is sometimes. Yes. Like, she is the yeah. one person that can absolutely make me break in a scene. Like, I'm just like, What? <laughs> Did you just? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Totally. Like you're just like, w- did you
0: just sing that? Right. Right. Like, what? What was the noise you just
1: made? Exactly. Totally. Or it's it's unbelievable. It's, it is truly. Yeah, she's stupendous. She is stupendous. But we have completely different way of going about it. Yeah. She. L- truly would be happy if
0: i wasn't there i swear i think she would sometimes
1: i think i'm like do you want me to leave oh interesting
0: because so much of a of a scene is about listening to your to your co-star but not if it's not your style i guess
1: not if it's not your style and she does listen but then i think she listens and takes it and then does what she does Mm -hmm, do you mm -hmm. know what i mean so
0: it's different for everybody yeah there's just like the gospel of jennifer lewis it's just like
1: as jennifer says if you're depressed or having a bad day you know what you have to do what do you have to just do? Just say Jennifer Lewis, Jennifer Lewis, Jennifer Lewis, oh. Jennifer Lewis three times. It'll change everything. Yes. I'm gonna have to remember that. <laughs> you really, you really do. <laughs> right. And in all honesty, uh, it makes you smile. <laughs> absolutely. <it's> insane. <laughs> also, so
0: does her Instagram. If you just need a laugh, you just go to her. Oh Instagram. my God, she's it's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That video of you guys looking at the eclipse
1: is oh. a favorite of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so like, funny. Day to day funny. Yeah.
0: You should try working with her. It's yeah. yeah. I would amazing. love to. <laughs> Amazing. Um take mm-hmm. me back mm-hmm. to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I want to get the whole life story. Oh my god, in the tiny amount of time we have. You, Not possible. You've lived in you were born in LA, but also New York, but also Switzerland, which I did Yeah, know.
1: I was born here in Los yeah. Angeles. Um lived here until I was about 3 or 4, my mom moved to New York to okay. do the Whiz. Yes. Um, we moved to New York, always had a place here in L.A., so I've always felt like L.A. was another home of mine. This is your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the um, gifts of having a mother that's tra- that travels the world and... um that whose career brings her to many different places, is mm-hmm. that um, home isn't necessarily connected to a city or state. I hold home inside me, and home is with my family. Yeah, um, But Los Angeles, um, and I'm okay having more than one. So Los Angeles, then I went to New York. She moved to do the whiz. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my three sisters were there when we turned... I think I was 12, 13, Mm -hmm. moved to Paris. My mom originally had Uh gone to do a movie there that didn't happen. Um, And then she had fallen in love with my stepfather. And Uh so they got married. And then we went to boarding school in Switzerland from Paris, Um, lived there for a year and a half. And then my mom was pregnant with the older of my two brothers. And Mm -hmm. so we moved back to New York. um, But I went to school living in Connecticut, but New York schools. And then I graduated from high school, from Riverdale Country Day School uh-huh. in, I believe, 1990. Uh-huh. I think that sounds right. I'm not good at that stuff. Uh-huh. Anyway, 1990. And then I went to Brown University. Yes. I studied theater. Okay. And you were um, kind of acting throughout all of this? or I, I was, yeah. no, only acting through college. Oh, okay. Um, I was more modeling and into the whole fashion world. When I graduated from college, I worked at Mirabella Magazine, which is no longer. Yeah, I didn't Um, know this. This Yeah, I worked as a fashion editor at Mirabella Magazine. Um, And then, this is actually a fun, so... uh, House of Style was on MTV at the time and I oh. wanted to be an actor uh, because that's what I had studied at Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd done so many plays at Brown. <laughs> I think of that and I woo, chuckle. Um,
0: <laughs> it's in a journal somewhere
1: or locked away in some private part of my brain. And <laughs> um, And House of Style was on MTV, and I thought, oh, that would be like the perfect cross between my fashion background, my modeling background, my interest in style and fashion, my knowledge in that area, and wanting to be on camera. Yeah, cool. And Lifetime was um, creating a block of programming called The Place, and the cornerstone show was going to be a show called The Dish, which was... Um, sort of a magazine show about loving television yeah. and I love TV and I sang the theme song for the show which was because <laughs> I'm a TV girl I live in your TV and I'm a TV girl <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I did that show for two years. Um, That's so fun, and it was almost a crossover into yeah. It was it was It was it was a crossover into being on camera, yeah, cool. and I interviewed uh, Erica Badu's first on camera interview ever was oh by me before she was Erica Badu. Like yeah, she, she was, was just yeah. becoming Erica Badu. Cool. It was right before Baduism came out that okay. first album. Amazing. Um, and I then saw her here I saw her in concert. Oh, she's here. amazing. Yeah. And then I um. Wait, I just lost it. Uh, We went I went from uh, interviewing. Oh, and I was studying with William Esper Studio in New York. Yes. And I studied Mm -hmm. with Bill. Bill. Yes. Um,
0: With uh, so many other famous actors. So no one was in my class. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> no one was in there with just me. You.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, there were other people, but there's no one that came out of that and is yeah. uh, a working actor. Although there's a lot of great working actors that came out of my year at Brown and my sister's year at Brown. Oh, um, can't think of their names right now for some reason, but there okay. there yep. are some people. We'll edit it in later. Yeah, we'll put yep. those in. Um, wonderful working actors. And then, um, I moved out to Los Angeles. Right after I left the dish, I did two seasons on there, and then I came out to L.A., and the transition happened because um, a friend of mine from Brown University and from high school Mm -hmm. uh, was doing a movie called Mr. Spreckman's Boat, Mm -hmm. and it was being produced by Andrew Lauren, who I had gone to Brown with, and they were looking for a friend of mine told me they were look he had auditioned and they were looking for a black Jewish girl for the character of Kiki Lazaroff and they didn't think that existed. And he was like, oh it exists. Oh it exists. <laughs> Tracy she Tracy exists. is it. Yeah. So cool. um Tracy Joy Silverstein, my real name. <laughs> yes. Went and auditioned, <laughs> got the part, and that was with Marcia Gay Harden, Jennifer Connolly, oh, cool. me, Jim True, Dan Futterman,
0: and Andrew Lauren. And this is a um, an indie film.
1: It was an indie yeah. film. Um, a drama. Never went anywhere. Did nothing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but it was my first experience, and Marcia Gay Harden befriended me. Oh, my
0: gosh, yeah.
1: And uh, I befriended her, and she sort of introduced me to some people, and I became the queen of writing thank you notes. And when somebody would say— Interesting. Yeah, I'm very big on thank you notes. That's still so I am. That's cool, yeah. When someone would say, hey, I should introduce you to, or do you want to meet my agents? And then they would say, you know what, maybe it would be cool if you met. And I said, would you call them for me? Mm-hmm. And then I would just continue. Sort of mm-hmm. taking the meetings. And I ended up with awesome. a manager and I ended up with an agent. And then I did an, MT- uh, an MTV, an NBC movie of the week mm-hmm. playing Casey King, um, who's a rape survivor, a track star. Yes. Um, and, the, and then I did the MTV uh, sketch comedy show, Lyricist Lounge,
0: did two seasons of that that was almost the first like comedic oh, yeah that
1: was yeah, yeah that was the most sort of in my wheelhouse mm, um and gotcha. then girlfriends
0: came yeah
1: right after mtv's um lyricist
0: lounge it's it, that's have really not good working yeah yeah I, oh good that's exactly that's great advice in terms of like sending thank you notes is a great tip for yeah. working artists
1: yeah like, you know i i'm actually very surprised that People have gotten uh, very sloppy with that.
0: Don't do that, yeah. No,
1: they're, th- and even if you don't send a thank you note, even a thank you email, mm-hmm. but in all honesty, a thank you.
0: Yeah just yeah <laughs> a Bare simple minimum. thank you yeah.
1: um sure. and the the gratitude of um of that yeah is seems to be gone from our culture
0: yeah and it's a, it's <laughs> a, it seems like such a small um easy step that mm-hmm. gets you a long way it's like...
1: yeah it also um what it does is cultivate a relationship mm-hmm. um and a connection beyond i need something from you and can you give it to me <sighs>
0: yeah
1: um it actually cultivates thing. a real connection mm-hmm. and um something that i have um, gained great um, experience from in, in yeah. st- and relationships from.
0: Yeah, in all and honesty, that's how build communities.
1: Yesterday, I did um, a voting um, thing uh, for midterms, and the oh, guy yeah. working on it said that he it was his first day working at Vogue, uh-huh. and I came for a go see there to mm-hmm. meet all the editors. It was two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. He said, and I wrote him his first thank you note, oh. which he still has.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I keep the thank you notes I get from people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're special. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. And, and just this idea of like some people call it networking, but I almost feel like.
1: Uh, then then you actually the have the you. wrong energy
0: around it. Because <laughs> right, it's that I need something from you thing. Mm-hmm. And you're just you're saying you're forming friendships. You're forming like real, real relationships yeah. and
1: connection. I, I, you know, I've. I feel like that's genuinely what our industry is built on, despite what people, how yeah. people use it.
0: Right. Well, and in the age of social media, do, I mean... Well, then you just do a post, which is maybe not the worst thing. I was going to say, so does it cheapen? Like, mm. you can still do a thank you if it's an Instagram post or if it's a tweet. Like, I don't know.
1: I don't think it cheapens it. I think it changes the dynamic of it. Yeah. I mean, I do have to say that... It's public. Social media... Yeah, it's a public display. But yeah. um, social media has given me wonderful connections to people that I never would have had access mm. to that I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it can create a like-minded community. It can sure. also be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff about it, I yeah. think.
0: And mm-hmm. the, the Me Too movement was largely driven by social media. And Black Formed, Lives Matter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time's up. Mm-hmm. That, Golden Globes. Last year's Golden moment Globes was incredible. That was a moment. I get chills thinking about that.
1: Yeah, it was quite an experience. It was such a different <sighs> energy. My goodness, I can't believe we're coming up to a certain extent on a year. Yeah. mean we're getting close, right?
0: Oh, when award season is year round. Yeah, I know.
1: Now it is, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's film and TV. Yeah, <laughs> the awards editor of a national magazine is, is yeah. It's a it's a full time job. I'm 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 here. <laughs> Actually yeah. I'm in New York. It's actually I need to be I need to be in LA. I'm realizing this is what I need to do for Well It's different weather. Emmys and Oscars. It is. It's and I'm from weather. Honolulu, Hawaii, so I'm a spoiled brat. So you're and I don't like, want to do the New York winter anymore. Yeah.
1: I mean it's that's
0: a grueling sitch. I'm done. Yeah. I'm over it. But this is not about me. Um you're interesting too. Girlfriends, blackish. Yeah. I just I wanna get inside like the process. Tell me. We talked ask a little me. bit about it with like I love that costuming, like, is Mm. that considered like an, I love the idea of an outside-in approach Mm -hmm. when you're like, who is this person? Who Mm. is this character? The heels make the character Mm. or the, oh, I had an epiphany about, she's like this.
1: Well, I do have to say that how I, how a character touches the ground is very important. Um, of oh, physically touch the ground. yeah, yeah, cool. um the the physical relationship huh. to the ground changes a lot, which most women know I because you know what I mean, when you're walking in heels, you're teetering. yeah, you are not you are not grounded. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, you have to find your grounding from something else. Yeah. you have to really reach um into a different place hmm. so uh, and Bo is grounded. Yes. I mean, she's nuts, yes, but she's grounded <laughs> um Bo, I mean, um Joan did teeter a bit.
0: Interesting. Joan was a bit whirly. She was a bit
1: swirly whirly and Mm -hmm. neurotic. And Beau is not very neurotic. Yeah. She's nuts, as I said, but she's not very (laughs) neurotic. She really is. Yeah. Um, She's grounded. She's clear. She doesn't have a ton to say all the time, but she says a Mm. lot. Yeah. You know,
0: those reaction shots that speak volumes uh-huh. are key.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, one of the ways that I've started to understand the rhythm of what we do on the show is that Anthony, the story is told through Dre's eyes. Mm-hmm. But Bo is kind of the audience's guide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Often. Yeah. You kind yeah. of follow the the thinking of Bo mm-hmm. through the
0: process. Sure.
1: Otherwise, you can truly be like, what
0: is going on? Yeah. 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 Because um, sometimes it, it's a debate episode, It's almost, where mm-hmm. like uh, Dre and Bo are on opposite sides of an issue. Mm-hmm. And, and he I goes and brings like... it to the office to all those, yeah. the, the council <laughs> of idiots. Yeah. Which I actually... <laughs> can They're be really so, uncomfortable to watch sometimes. I know.
1: <laughs> I can't believe they get away with half of that. They get, they get away with so much. It's unbelievable. But, I mean, you know. that was one of the biggest treats of directing, by the way, is I actually, to work with the, um. it was so much fun to watch. And I'll tell you, yeah. Wanda Sykes is Wanda Sykes gonna for say, a reason.
0: I was going to say. She's brilliant. She must be a dream. Yeah. But
1: it's unbelievable to watch when you're sitting there, mm-hmm. take after take, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, my God,
0: <laughs> she's magic. She's Yeah. How different are, it sounds like each take in Blackish is pretty different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hmm And is that, was that true also? It's a also, bunch of crazy uh, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incl- yeah. Me included. you got your one to psych. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, I fall right in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I love Bo, because she is crazy. She's nuts. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's so funny to me. Sometimes I'm like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. With a live audience sitcom, mm-hmm. is that the same thing? Do you, no, do you shake totally it up? No, it's totally different. Right. You can't do eight takes or more. You don't need to. Oh, okay. There's a oh. different energy flow in the room. Interesting.
1: So it lends itself to that. Uh-huh. But there it's a diff it's a completely different kind of comedy. hmm um, there's it a feels presentation. Like yeah. Yeah. It's presentational. Yeah. Um mm. I mean we didn't do as much of that on girlfriends mm-hmm. because it still was very grounded. I don't know that I can yeah. help to but not to it has to be honest for me. Yes. I don't care what I'm doing. Gotcha. Yeah. Um but yeah, so w- we jumped around, but let's just, so the how I'm touching the ground is yeah, important. Yeah, I love that. But I am an inside-out actor, not an outside-in okay. actor. Yep. I don't map things out. I feel things through. Oh, okay. Big for me. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyone, you can ask anyone, any writer on Girlfriends or Blackish, uh-huh. I ask a lot of questions. Yes. Okay. Why? Uh-huh. Why? Why would I do that? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. And you don't have any qualms about
0: doing that. No. That's no. great.
1: Um, I mean, is it great or not? I don't know, but well, it's who I am. I, mean, I think I some need actors
0: to... are hesitant to do that, and that's at I, their detriment.
1: I, yeah, maybe. I mean, everybody's yeah. different. Yeah. I, uh, I have to understand it.
0: hmm Mm -hmm.
1: it's even the way I learn lines I don't memorize I just have to understand what's happening and then they just fall into place cool Cool. Um, Anthony and I both learn the same way actually it's very funny because we Mm. both if we get stuck and can't remember something we both can remember exactly where it was on the page so we shout that out top of the page it's the second line it's the L word (laughs) the L word love love thank you wow Really? yeah we're both like very
0: visual yeah
1: it's really weird he has an extraordinary memory a better memory than me Uh. Um, but I truly um I don't memorize off a page, but somehow I know where it was on the page.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's that thing of comedic beats, too. yeah beats, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. um, and, you know, they the writers are so amazing. they write for my rhythm now, right, you know, so like I like a lot more syllables than other people. whoa. I like really? yeah, I need beats
0: syllables
1: yeah i i need like i don't know let me see if, I can so if you go sentence. back to
0: season one there's not as many syllables mm, i usually is, put them in changes <laughs> oh, okay. um yeah let's see um like the script is written one way and you add more
1: syllables no one no one was protecting the resale no tools i was trying to think of a sentence like um i just i like i do i like syllables
0: because it why because it gives you more to I
1: have more to hold with? on to. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm that. somebody who loves a handle on a sentence. Lawrence doesn't use handles the same way I do. Lawrence Fishburne can he can just uh, just say a line. I like a butt and a so. Oh, okay. uh, I give mm. I, there you'll you'll notice which you mentioned like there's a lot of sounds that I put sure. into things. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean,
0: but. <laughs> and you don't have writers and directors being like, no,
1: don't not do on that. our show. Yeah. No, and I can work other ways. But a lot yeah. of it, I believe, is my character, is Bo. Yeah, cool. Um, because yeah. the handles that she gets and the things that the, I mean, if you'll notice, I do. I mean. I'm big on exhaling and breathing. (laughs) I mean, Bo, that is Bo. Yeah. You know, Um, Joan didn't do a lot of exhaling and there was, she just talked a lot. It was like a lot of talking and a lot of talking. There was like a clippy paste to it and there was like a lot of this and it was a lot of up here.
0: Cool. Um, Interesting. Yeah.
1: So I'm inside out. That's the inside out. I ask a lot of questions.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Can't do something if I don't believe it, but... You can give me the explanation of it doesn't look the way it feels. It looks okay. differently on camera mm. than it feels. It, it and, can and I trust our directors and writers yes. and producers that are behind this, you know, behind the camera. Trust or, is key. And, and they'll say, no, it's, it's working. Okay. And I'll be like, okay, yeah. great. Yeah. You know?
0: Fine. I'm always so fascinated to hear. Like, I love the idea of Kenya barging in mm-hmm. early in the process to say the tone. It's suggests, wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then after a while, he doesn't have to do that anymore. Cause yeah, because we it. got it. Yeah.
1: And I then there's that. times when, like, I'm, I'm, you know, we'll struggle with a scene and I'll be like, call Kenya. Are you watching? Like, are uh-huh. we doing this right? Like, this is something feels weird. I mean, we do 24 episodes a season, so yeah. it's, it's not it's not quite as often as it sounds sure you know yeah. i mean might be three 20, or four 20. times a year or something yeah. in the 24 yeah. um i also what's the other thing that i do oh i'm the queen of this <laughs> at work come on let's just do it one more time
0: oh yeah the just one give, more. Me one
1: more. Mm. give me one more give me one more you want one more shot just give me one more come on i mean we don't do tons of takes there's certain directors that do that don't bode well on our show but oh okay just because we have so much to do, we have so many pages to get through right. that if you're somebody
0: who's going to do like eight takes of every bit of coverage, we're screwed. Okay. Um, but you like having one more shot to, is that because you're not satisfied with a previous take? I just think, give me one more, come on. For fun.
1: Yeah, for fun. We're give playing. me one for fun or for free.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and those are usually the ones that get used.
0: Okay. See, I love hearing which, which take it's Like used. in
1: postpartum. Yes. The um, Mother Nature was the name of that episode. Mm -hmm. The scene in the kitchen with Ruby when I go off. Incredible. Yes. My coverage is one take, and it was the last take we did that I asked for.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I've watched that scene so many times.
1: So I asked, so in the scene, um, do you remember? I curse, and I can't remember right now what, I don't don't know if I Mm. say the F word or I say what the fuck, Ruby. Mm-hmm. And that was not mm-hmm. written. Oh, okay. It was, um, I think it was just Ruby or it was what the hell or something. Uh-huh. And I asked if I could, I had asked in the beginning if I could curse, but then I didn't. I did the lines as they were and okay. it was great. The scene was written beautifully, yeah. beautifully. But then I was like, oh, can I do it one more time? Uh-huh. <laughs> just give it one, one more time. And I did let the F-bomb fly Mm -hmm. and it sent a different energy through cool it it needed that release Mm -hmm. and for some reason what happened which i loved is it released the energy and then there was this cap on everything Mm. that is what created that Heart wrench in the scene, yeah. as opposed to just letting it all fly like a yelling argument. Oh, uh-huh. it was like I was. There was like a holding over yeah, it that I was cap. just. I mean, I can hear it in my voice just thinking about it. That just it was just holding in there. Mm. I was so angry. Mm. I, I get emotional just thinking about it because I was so. Yeah. I was so angry. It was like four years of Ruby. Yeah. Just stepping on. Oh, that conversation her. was
0: years in the making
1: oh my god i was like oh um yeah
0: and the scene that i was always going to make me cry is the season finale when you're in the hospital and you're like kind of almost dying um and she gets a blanket and she says like
1: oh which yeah Can somebody get a blanket that for my was daughter the finale that was
0: was that Our, the finale of three yeah when um yeah baby DeAndre uh
1: the f- finale of season 3. three. Yeah. That was When she
0: says I can let I need to talk to my daughter. They did not like...
1: use the take but the three times uh. that we did it first, Jennifer and I could not stop crying.
0: Oh my gosh, oh. really?
1: Like it was not what the scene Whoa. required, okay. but it was what the two of us Whoa. could not stop yeah because it was such a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. it was crazy and then i I remember kenny was like i'm no crying (laughs) and we were like i know
0: just give us a
1: minute (laughs) give us a minute but we couldn't make eye contact because if (sighs) we made eye contact the two of us would spill wow
0: immediately and that's all the writing that's all Oh, it was because there was
1: not much to that scene
0: yeah but, but it's because it's oh, like years in the making. Oh, my God. It, it was,
1: you know, and Jennifer and I love each other very much. Yeah. I, I really. Um, you got to have trust with your. I too. do. I ha- I mean, with all of us, we yeah. we have a really wonderful cast. But, um, you know, Jennifer, I've worked with since girlfriends. Mm-hmm. She played uh, Tony's mom. Mm-hmm. I've known her for a very long time. But I don't know. I just love that woman. I really love her. And, uh, I, you know. That was—I don't know—it was a ve- that was a very. It's funny that you mentioned that. That was a really special scene, and I remember yeah. them being like, "Okay, no crying." And Jennifer and I were very upset. We were like, "But it's honest! We're like, <laughs> but it, this is what's honestly happening. How can you say that what is honest and true for us is not what's right?" And <laughs> we were so upset. We were like, "It is right. It's what's happening. <laughs> mm, whatever." And they were—they yeah. were absolutely right. It was not what yeah. that scene and that moment in the full arc of the episode called for.
0: Totally. But couldn't help it yeah well it is that combination of like you got to trust your own instincts yeah. when you need to you got to trust your showrunner when you need yeah, to and just
1: trust the larger i don't know camera. everything yeah yeah um but yeah that was very funny and then after three tapes there were takes there were no more tears in our faces anymore anyway so there you go yeah just we, it we had cried it all out yeah
0: just get dehydrated it was, that's
1: exactly right we yeah. were, our tears were dehydrated yeah yeah That was fine
0: um the, that's the thing about blackish for me is that I don't know why it's it's only it's really the dramatic scenes are the, the ones that really stand out, the ones that are really memorable. And it's because.
1: Well, it's because we do comedy.
0: Exactly. It's because it's a family sitcom. And yeah, we're so it's trained unexpected. in our heads to be like, they're a family. Mm-hmm. She's the mom. He's the dad. It's goofy. Yeah. And then. So then when these. has got come. these debates about police brutality yeah. and teaching us how to use the N word and <laughs> in modern times. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. It's yeah, I funny. think
1: I think our writers do funny in such a magical way. Totally, I, I'm I'm blown away, especially when you're like home reading the script, and you yeah. already can feel you're it so laughing. You're yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I often so feel that way about uh, Marcus. Mm. There's stuff that's written, and I'm just like, oh my <laughs> god! Agree. Like, did you see the episode this season when he was trying the the dog is coming, and so he's trying to teach mm-hmm. the kids. Yes. Like how to care for a dog. Yes. I have never laughed harder in my life at that table read. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just at the thought of what was physically <laughs> going to happen. Read. And then you see it and it's even funnier than you thought.
0: Totally. And he plays it almost straight. He's he so, almost plays it like a straight man. He's brilliant. He's so brilliant.
1: He's so brilliant. Yeah. He really is the, the the amount that he is capable of. How did you guys find these kids? How I didn't I do it, it? <laughs> but whoever did it did such a good job. Yeah. And, and they've just grown into these really oh, wonderful yeah. young adults. Like, I'm yeah, I love it so much. Yeah,
0: they are are, are yeah. stars already.
1: No, but yeah, they're going to have long careers. So oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's so interesting when when sitcom actors in particular say like, oh, in season one, we didn't quite have the rhythms down. We didn't quite have the I didn't feel like the chemistry was there compared to the later seasons. But like as a viewer, no. The viewer you guys were clicked from the very first. We
1: did click from the beginning. Yeah. I'll I will agree
0: with you. you it and, has, and Anthony certainly.
1: Are, yeah. Yeah, there a was a a, um, a chemistry there from the beginning. Yeah. Which is crucial.
0: Beyond yeah. crucial. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I also need to ask about awards. Go ahead. We're This is technically an awards podcast. Congratulations okay, on your it. Emmy nomination. Thank you. <laughs> Two years in, years in a row. Three years in a row. Three years in a row. Sorry.
1: Which is insane. Also,
0: I didn't realize until recently that three years ago when you first got the first, that first nomination, it had been 30 years since mm-hmm. a black woman had mm-hmm. been nominated in that category. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, think? I think it's embarrassing. I do too. I think
1: it's embarrassing for our industry. Yes. I think it is embarrassing. Um, I think it's embarrassing. I think that in 2018 we are still having this many firsts. That it's the first time yeah. an Asian woman has been nominated as lead actress in a drama category ever yeah. is ridiculous. Yes. First of all, Sandra O should have been nominated a hundred million times before Completely. because she is a beast she doesn't of an actress. Have an
0: Emmy? It's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's like, yeah. I mean, she is. She's a goddess. It's unreal
1: what she does. Yeah. I literally sat there watching Killing Eve yeah. oh. and those f- that first scene and I paused the thing and I was like what in god's name? <laughs> she's incredible. How exactly
0: does she do that? Oh yeah. my god, totally. she's
1: so good.
0: Yeah. Anyway, riveting.
1: Riveting, stunning. Her heart is like like a open uh, it's amazing. She just anyway. is.
0: She just I like, know. I, I yeah. find
1: her ability to be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is. An exceptional quality totally. that I don't know how you would teach. Yeah. That is something she's gifted with. But it's embarrassing. It's a the thing of like,
0: really the first
1: Asian woman in that That's category? embarrassing. And, Come on. We yeah. got to do better than this. And if that means the entire, and it's on the entire industry. Yeah. It's on everybody. It's that means enemies. we need to do better stories. We mm-hmm. need to, all of that. This need We need to have um, more inclusion and a better way of um, sharing the human experience yes. than as limited as it's been. Yes. Um, and it needs to be, it needs to just look and feel like our world, and it doesn't, and yeah. I don't know why. It's like the world. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, how did it feel? What does that mean? Um, for me, I will say that each year, but especially that first year, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really exciting for me personally, mm-hmm. but I felt that the larger historical context of that nomination yes. Um Eclipsed uh, the personal experience in a good way that I felt a sense of um, responsibility to language the narrative in the way that I wanted it to be versus the way it is. Mm. Um, and actually Gosh, use yeah. all of the opportunities and all of the platforms that are shared yeah. as you walk towards the Emmys yeah. to mm. have the kinds of conversations yeah. using the kind of language, not articulating what the problems are, but actually stating and naming yeah. um, the reality of the human experience in a way that mm-hmm. it needs to be better um totally. Shared. Yeah.
0: Shared better. Yeah. So. Um, to speak that truth. God, mm-hmm. that reminds me of Halle Berry winning the Oscar and saying the first words that she said in her speech were, this moment is so much bigger than me. And it, it's, the, it, it's a personal win, but it's it's way more than that. It's way more than and that. And she's the only non-white woman to have won in that category still. Which makes no sense. It makes no sense.
1: I mean I'm sorry we should all be really embarrassed. We all have to it's do our little part. It's wonderful to celebrate to the that. first, I think sure. and the seconds and the yeah. but it's enough of that. It's 2018, no yeah. more. Like it just needs totally. to be a given now that it should be enough. That that, that All of these stories should be told. And we have a lot of balancing out to do. Um, And each of us, all of us, Mm -hmm. um, really need to be awake to this. Yes. It can't just be that this is a question you ask people of
0: color. Exactly. um,
1: Because it's, I don't need to do anything different. Well, that's the
0: thing. Like, that's why I almost hesitate (laughs) to ask. I mean, I do need to do different things. (laughs) That's why I hesitate to ask, like, it's the Shonda Rhimes thing. where like, Shonda Rhimes, she's asked all the time, like, how does it feel to be like the one black woman working in television? And like she shouldn't have to be the the Well,
1: I'm I'm to curious, give the explanation. Yeah, it's I'm like, curious if cisgender white actors right? are asked that. How do you feel being that there are no people of color in your writer's totally, room? Totally. Like, doesn't that bother you? Yeah. And, if it, and if it doesn't, can we have a conversation about a that? Conversation, it's you know, um, like is that a question that everyone is asking? Mm-hmm. You know, of making sure that there is, um, inclusive of, um, all different abilities mm-hmm. and, um, all different, uh, gender, like gender expansive sort of casting and and totally. and. and uh, writers and crew yes. and all of that and um, different ages, yes. um, all of those kinds of things, <laughs> these you know, things that, we take
0: for granted. That, these
1: things yeah. that, because diversity means all of those things. Mm, diversity absolutely. isn't just you're a person of color and we pop you in. You know, it's right. it's literally having that cross section and we're there is so much evidence that it makes everything better.
0: Oh, yeah. It makes people money.
1: There's evidence yeah. of it, like growing
0: it, evidence. It, thank It it works better, totally.
1: You know, there's totally. less harassment. There's le- like there's mm-hmm. so many things that it helps.
0: Yeah, the tide is turning. That, mm-hmm. that Golden Globes was a real. It felt like a turning point. It was. Like, I hope so.
1: Yeah, I don't think we can go backwards, but I think that hmm. the individual experience for people. Uh, it's scary. It's still scary for people to speak up. It's, it's still habitual for people to silo themselves off and not share information. Mm -hmm. Um, there's still stigma and shame Mm -hmm. on, um, making the mistake and doing things that one shouldn't be doing. And so that gets hidden as opposed to shining light. Um, And, you know, what a safe work environment is, is still under debate. Yeah. Um, things like that, that, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not under debate, but there's people that still don't quite understand what that should mean. Mm-hmm. Because in, every we all, industry yeah, in every industry, too. Yeah. In every industry. In every industry. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We're making baby I think steps. So. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm up for the challenge. You're doing
0: your part. You I'm really are. trying.
1: I, you know, I, I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form. But I'd like to think, I think that you're I'm perfect. Well, you're hilarious. <laughs> and then you don't know me. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I'm 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 in no in no way am I perfect. But I hope that I am open um, to growth and that yes. I'm teachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. that I think the teachable is the big thing. I mean, mm. I go back to what I said is written at the front here. Yes. I hope uh, the hope is not for me to become someone else, but to become more myself, to make space for, to know, to accept all of me the way I get needy, the way I love, what I need when I'm hurting, and how to expand compassion. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or the more awake we become, the more we get involved. Mm. So,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, that was a beautiful full circle moment there too. There you go because I mean, we started
1: <laughs> and finished there. <laughs> yes, That's it's amazing. And, I,
0: and we should wrap up but I have to just, the, You have last, a couple more questions? Okay. I mean, just like, we need yeah. the advicey stuff. We need like, mm. give me the, what's your number one piece of advice for the early career working actors mm. who want to be the next tracy ellis ross or they want to be <laughs> the next whoever they are the next whoever they are yeah. because that's your that's your purpose
1: i mean that that's my deal right? so yes. here's the thing i do not offer advice i share suggestions experience strength and hope wonderful okay. um i um i don't think i know nor do i think anybody else knows what would be good for me i don't know what's good for you but i support you in um the mm. dignity of your own experience good and bad yes Um, and my, uh, suggestion is that you stay, uh, inspired, um, and safe so that Mm. you can let yourself become yourself, Mm. um, and be free in that, whatever that may be. If you want to become an actor so you can become famous, this is the wrong job (laughs) because it is way harder than anybody thinks. Um, rejection is a part of it. Uh, so having a sense of yourself is key mm-hmm. and that means you've got to know yourself and mm-hmm. learn how to love yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but if it's what you want, then go for it.
0: Yeah. 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 It's all about getting in touch with what you want.
1: Yeah. And find, find a good core supportive group of people that mm-hmm. really are the ones that you listen to and are your litmus test. Um, yeah. as opposed to, and you know, they say, don't believe the good stuff or the bad stuff.
0: Just believe the people you trust. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like this. Thank and me you. too. Thank you. This is just really nice. I agree. Um, and congratulations on all your success. Thank you. It's really been a fun journey walking yeah. up this
1: hill has been quite nice yes so, there you so, go. there's a lot of sun
0: and a lot of breeze ding
1: and ding. so many flowers oh, you, have to, you
0: have to pull it up yourself up yeah but you know
1: i gotta say i'm
0: really strong yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for joining us Thanks, great. You. In the Envelope, an awards podcast, is recorded at Lotus Productions, Hyperbolic Audio, and Big Yellow Duck in New York City, and Soundbox LA, Mark Grau Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, and follow us on Twitter at In the Envelope. Thanks as always to producer, editor, and all-around podcast extraordinaire, Jamie Muffett, and thank you to the team at Backstage the most trusted name in casting. That's Peter Rappaport, Rowan Al-Khatib, Francis Ramos, Caitlin Watkins, Lauren Rout, Mark Stinson, and especially Casey Howe. For more awards and industry coverage, head over to Backstage.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another glimpse in the envelope. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the... <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> like you literally could totally yeah